This product contains strong language, intense violence, two dudes resisting the urge to make out with each other, and excessive discussions related to poop and wieners. The Tilted Casuals podcast is rated M for mature. So, uh, did you bust a nut just a little bit whenever you saw uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, comic-accurate Wolverine costume in Deadpool I 3? I did. It's, it's been way too long waiting for this, and I'm so happy it's finally here. I'm surprised it, got, it took this long. Uh, like, I like how they kind of teased it a little bit before, but this is, they're going all out. And I, I just, I go back to that picture every now and again just to look at it because it's so... It's moi. It's glorious. It is. It is beautiful. I think. I think the only thing close to it was, um, was it either Days of Futures Past or was it Age of Apocalypse? Maybe where he had the uh, the weird test helmet thing when they did experimenting on him back before. Oh like, yeah, he was created officially. I think that was Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, with the big metal thing on his head. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. like ripped straight from the comic books. And that was the only thing we've ever had of a comic accurate Wolverine like that before. Yeah. And I mean, like Hugh Jackman is he, all of his appearances as, as Wolverine have been phenomenal. He's one of the characters that he didn't necessarily have to be comic accurate for it to be successful. But yep. man, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm so excited. I know it's, it's going to be really good, even though if the whole Fox drama. I'm, su- I'm assuming we'll still continue at some point, but apparently the, yeah. the set photos, uh, they had like the, the 20th Century Fox logo like crumbling in the background or something like that. I believe, you, know? <laughs> you know Deadpool's going to poke fun at it somehow. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's good. Deadpool 3 is going to be the best thing to come out of that whole deal. Like You can argue there's a lot of good things that happened. I mean, we're going to have more mutants and stuff in the MCU now, which is in the Fantastic Four, maybe a good Fantastic Four now. But Deadpool 3, bringing Wolver- Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine and being able to poke fun at that whole thing is going to be like the creme de la creme of, the, of this whole thing. I agree. I think the only thing that worries me is with this whole writer's strike thing. Like, I, I mm-hmm. trust the writers of Deadpool enough based off the first two movies, but Ryan Reynolds not being legally allowed to improv, yeah, does not sound like a good idea. <laughs> I, I hope yeah, no, I agree. That's that's the one thing that's like, ooh, that's not good news about Deadpool three. But I mean, yeah, hopefully the writing will be solid enough. I yeah, I I think it'll be fine. Or if they'll just wait until the strike's over, like most yeah. companies are doing. Like the, I know the the boys are waiting. They're not doing anything with the next mm-hmm. season. I heard about that. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but also like, eh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. While we're on the the Marvel topic, quickly, did you see the announcements of the uh, the three new Marvel games that are in the works currently? I did. Uh, we got Black Panther. Um, we have a. There was that like World War II game with like Captain America and Black Panther. Yes. So two different Black Panther games. Yes. Um, which that's that's the most intriguing of the bunch. That's the one I'm like most looking forward to seeing what that's about. So am I. Because there's like there's not even a lot of information on it. Even on their own website, it's kind of mm-hmm. like this is happening. It's going to be very story driven. 
and yeah. worlds are colliding. That's that's all we got. <laughs> oh, and yeah. World War Two. World War Two, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. a single player Black Panther game. Uh, would probably be pretty cool too. Uh, EA is not very good, so that's like the only part of it that's like meh because how are they going to mess it up? But you like know, we need more. Yeah. <laughs> At least with yeah, that exactly. one, it's the the shadows of Mordor devs, or like a handful of them are the ones that are actually right. making it. So yeah, that could be that's cool. true. That that's a good news. That's 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 a good news. <laughs> that's why everyone's assuming that there's going to be a nemesis system, but that'd be cool, and probably towers to climb. <laughs> of course, a lot of towers. Yeah, towers and stuff. There's a, there's a lot of single player superhero games coming out. I mean, we've got the we got PlayStation's Wolverine game that's been announced. Um Monolith, I think. I think it's the actually the company who did Shadows of Mordor is doing a Wonder Woman game. Yeah. They're just doing a lot of the which I'm more excited about than not. We need more single player story driven games than than you know, not not so much as the multiplayer stuff that we've been getting lately. Yeah, I agree. And I fucking love superheroes, so give me more of that shit. Yeah, it's just like about, like, when are we ever going to get an open world, properly made Superman game? <clears throat> oh my god. That would be, that'd be, that'd be tough to do, honestly, because Superman is almost invulnerable to most things, so it just makes you wonder how they would do something like that, but hey, they're, they're, it's been rumored for a while that Rocksteady um, after finishing the Arkham games, was going to be working on that. Um, so maybe maybe we'll still get that one of these days. But I don't know with the way the Suicide Squad game is looking. Eh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they need to yeah. drop drop that stuff for a little bit. I think it was a good idea that they delayed it because oh, oh yeah, absolutely. As smooth as like the combat itself looked, the actual gameplay of just like shooting purple things does not look like it, it's gonna. It looked like Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not gonna be very nice. No. It's not gonna be fun for too long, I don't think. No, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Fun for like an hour or two, but it's gonna get samey, old and samey really fast. So yeah. at least they like listened and were like, okay, we enter the feed reception of this hasn't been very warm, so you know what? We're gonna delay it. Hopefully it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh kind of deal where they listen to us, they're gonna fix it, and it's gonna turn out to be something actually really cool. Yeah, I I don't think it helped either the fact that their entire battle pass and like in-game shop got leaked and revealed before they even had like, oh my an God. actual yeah. gameplay trailer out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of shows you where their priorities have been. Yeah, which is surprising coming from Rocksteady, man. Like, yeah. Oh no. Well, it's sad. That's just kind of the way that trends have been going lately. So, I mean, yeah, obviously the blame goes on the developer for for actually doing it, but at the same time, that's the stuff that that's been selling lately. So you can't really blame folks for doing, maybe we should do this. This has been successful for everyone else, but hopefully this backlash and the realization that people are getting tired of stuff like that will kind of buck that trend. Yeah, hopefully. Cause it, it makes sense in the free to play games, but you know, it, yes. as good as Diablo four is that has the battle pass two coming out in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. If you're going to pay a full 60, $70 price tag for a game, that's kind of, that stuff needs to be minimized. Yeah. I agree. Or at the very least, like, you know, if you're going to do it and just do like mainly cosmetic stuff that like doesn't matter to like progression or story or anything like that, that's a different story. That stuff, if you if you like the game, you want to continue supporting it. Yeah. Throw a few bucks for a 
neat rare costume or something like that. But it's stuff that's automatically going to make someone else better at the game than you <laughs> because they spent more money. That's not cool. Yeah. Give away with that. Well, welcome to the Tilted Casuals podcast, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Hello. You walked in. On we us missed you guys again. I haven't you heard a knocking. They have not clearly. We're, si- we're sitting here on our dual toilet, taking a shit together, just talking about video games, and people and these guys just walk in like they own the place, wanting us to fucking continue our list for them because they can't get enough of us. They have the whole "I paid for this door, I can walk in whenever I want." <laughs> okay, Dad, have fun these when I move spirits. out at eighteen and never talk to you again. Yeah, exactly. Hit him with the truth. Mm-hmm. Speaking of superheroes, uh, I'm sure you have heard this, but uh, it's kind of all but confirmed that um, one of the DLC characters for the new Mortal Kombat game is going to be Homelander. Oh, oh, it has me so excited, especially Which, after seeing yeah. uh, Warzone's new collab with the boys and how terrible. Yeah, that I was. saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dear listener, I've told you a lot about what some of my favorite things are, and the fact that I like Marvel a bunch, probably this shouldn't come as a surprise, but The Boys is one of my favorite things on television right now. I absolutely love that show. So, yeah, give me... Putting Homelander in Mortal Kombat is... has got my my jimmies rustled. I am so very excited. Especially for, like, the quips. Like, aside from the fatalities, obviously, just, like, the... The beginning match banter that they do in like the newer Mortal Kombat's, I'm so excited for for Homelander. Oh, you muted yourself. <laughs> Fuck, can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. You think you Jesus Christ adjusted? <laughs> yeah, turn this volume down. I'm I'm using a different headset today, guys. So bear with me. Yeah, he, uh, he muted himself. That's okay. We uh, we've, we've successfully recovered. I get one pass. One the pass. next time it happens, Joe gets to come and spank me. Exactly. We'll leave this part unedited for proof. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, Homelander and Mortal Kombat 1, I don't even give a fuck who the other DLC characters are. Just give me Homelander and I'm fine. Take my $70. I'm going to play this game. I was going to anyway because I love Mortal Kombat, but like Homelander is just like, yep, okay, day one. Especially after all the the what we get two two full gameplay trailers, and then there's been some streamers who've gotten early access to it, and mm-hmm. it just looks so good. It it absolutely does, and very I really exciting. like. I I'm very excited, also like story wise, because it's it's more or less a reboot. And but it's like an in canon reboot, which is a really interesting way to do it. Like Sub Zero and Scorpion are brothers. Uh, yeah. Raiden isn't a Thunder God anymore. He's just like a he's a younger Raiden who's just like training. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, and according to like the Amazon leak, if it's true, there's also uh, Peacemaker and Omni Man are supposed to be. There. Oh my god! The guest, the guest characters. I see the theme that they're going with. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Did you watch the um, the death battle video between Homelander and Omni Man? Yes, it, it it was just as beautiful as you'd imagine. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, dear listener, if you have not seen this, if you it, first of all, you 
if you don't know who I, who we're talking about, you owe it to yourself to watch The Boys and Invincible, both of them on Amazon Prime. Um, because Omni-Man, <laughs> you think you hate somebody, but we'll just wait until you, you meet these guys. But the death battle video that pitted them both together is incredible. And if if these leaks are true, and they are both DLC characters in the game, we're going to actually get to have them fight. So, just like more reason to be excited about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Do you think they'll use his likeness? I, they better. Because <laughs> I feel like I they would 100% be on board with voicing it. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't see how they couldn't. Because they used Arnie's likeness for Terminator, and Peacemaker wasn't no one knew who Peacemaker was before John Cena played him, so it'd be kind of weird if they just did like a random character model, so they'd have to get John Cena in. He killed it, too. John Cena was perfect for that role. Yeah, he was great in the movie. I haven't seen the show. Is the show any good? I've only seen the first episode far, and I enjoyed it. I have not watched all of it, but I have a few friends who have watched it through, and they said it's incredible. So Yeah, I've heard good things. I need to especially since I have Prime, I need to sit down and watch it sometime, but I just haven't done it yet. But in the movie, at least, yeah, he was phenomenal, so. Yeah, 100% agree. Great movie, yeah. too. It, it really is. It's one, of the reason, it's one of the reasons why I'm okay with James Gunn heading DC, because he's shown that he does good. He does good work in DC. So. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. It was a lot to keep adding- Henry from me. It really was like Henry Cavill was the I didn't like Superman before Henry Cavill came around. He actually kind of showed me that, hey, you know what? Superman's actually kind of cool. He's not as lame as I used to think he was. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So, man, they keep announcing more characters for this movie. Like they've cast Green Lantern, Mr. Terrific, Hawkgirl, Metamorpho is going to be in it. It's like... James, I love you, but calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting a, a little much at this point. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be kind of like opening, like like Suicide Squad, where the very first thing they did was announce this huge cast, and you thought that they were. This is kind of a spoiler, but the movie's like three years old at this point. Um, so go fuck yourself. But <laughs> they announced this big fucking cast, and then like two-thirds of them are killed off in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it'll be it. something like that, where, you know, not not killed off, probably, but like, yeah, we're casting all these big, all these actors and all these roles. We're going to have Green Lantern, we're going to have Hawkgirl, and they're mo- in their movie for like 10 minutes. So. Probably. Maybe it'll be kind of like that. Uh, yeah. I think that would be the smart thing to do. Or like little cameo side of the screen kind of reference things, like on a monitor yeah. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because aside from Nathan Fillion, they're not big name actors. So, no, not at all. Which is a good thing, too, because getting no names yeah. out there is always a good idea. Right. Yeah. Or lesser known names as well. Yep. That way, it's, it's almost like a clean slate. Uh, you can go in, see how they're doing without, like, you know, imagining a different character that these guys have played in this role. So, yeah, poor Robert Pattinson, man. Oh my gosh, yeah, phenomenal, As phenomenal Batman, but he got hammered hard. <laughs> he absolutely did, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's if you're not guys, if you haven't seen the Batman because you didn't because you you only see Edward Cullen in a bat suit. A, I understand, 
but B, you should still watch the movie because it's a it's one of the best Batman movies ever made. Yes, it's a a lengthy watch, but worth mm-hmm. every single second. It absolutely is. And Robert Pattinson did really good as Batman. He really did. And, you know, he's yeah. like the rest of us. He fucking hates Twilight, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how could he fault the guy? He shit. Did if someone said they'd pay you like a million bucks to go play this mopey ass vampire character, who will, who of us will say no to that? Exactly. Yeah. A liar. So. A liar would say no. <laughs> a liar would say no to that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dude got rich and became a household name. Thanks to that movie franchise. I'm sure he's grateful, but he's not above saying, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Please stop calling me Edward only. <laughs> I've done other things. Yes. He's done really. He's a great actor. He's in the, the the few things that I've seen him, and he's very good. So, yeah, he doesn't deserve all the hate. I agree, especially the devil all the time. Fucking weirdo in that movie. I've heard that's a, I've heard that's a good movie. I think my sister in law says that's great. Great watch, very good. But anyway, video games. Oh yeah, I forgot we have those. Yeah, we have a point to this podcast. Yes. Uh, we are still working our way down the our uh, top ten lists. We are on number eight, I believe. Um, mine, my, my true. The last, our la- my last two games have been kind of oldies. Both of them PS2 games. Um, Red Dead Re- Revolver was my last one of them. My number ten was um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. My pick today is a more modern game. It's still on a last gen console, but not as old as ps2 it's um i originally played on xbox 360 but these days you can get it on pretty much everything else ps3 ps4 all the new xbox consoles even on switch if you can believe it or not uh number eight pick is bullet storm this is a pretty pretty good game yeah i don't know what i paused there for i think i heard my cat and i was like are you okay but yeah they're fine you're just reminiscing over the good times playing bullet storm yeah, I guess so. But yeah, anyway, uh, Bullet Storm. It kind of went under the radar there for a little bit. It didn't. Um, it didn't sell very well, unfortunately. Uh, I have no idea why, um, but it did nonetheless. And therefore, we haven't gotten a sequel, even though it ended on kind of like a a cliffhanger kind of kind of deal. But anyway, if you don't know what it is, Bullet Storm is a first person shooter. It was released in two thousand sixteen. I don't remember. I had to look at it. It's a 360 title. So no, you know, I guess it had to have been old. No, I think it was 2011 actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a 2011. Sounds game. about right. Somewhere around was, there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that game is over 10 years old. Holy shit! <laughs> I was thinking that game hasn't been out for 10 years, has it? But no, actually, yes, it has. <laughs> it it, it came out on 360 longer. and PS3 before the PS4 and the Xbox One were, were a thing. It's a first-person shooter developed by People Can Fly, and it's published by uh, Epic Games. Um, before that, People Can Fly, they hadn't made a ton of games. I think they were the people behind the Painkiller series. Did you ever play the Painkiller games? Um, I know of it. I honestly can't remember if I actually played it, but I will Google it. Painkiller is like the edgiest first-person shooter you'll ever play. Um, I don't know much about it. We did play one of the games when we were younger. Um, I think we had played it on like our parents' old DC or something. So it was a computer game. But really neat first-person shooter is a horror game. 
uh, horror action, uh, one of its defining um, characteristics was you walk, you ran around with what's called the stake gun, and you just shot wooden stakes at everything. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but but it's that kind of ridiculous stuff that really kind of shines through in Bulletstorm because the the gimmick around the game is uh, you're trying to kill the enemies in uh, the most creative ways possible. Uh, it's a point based system. It's very arcadey, which is which is which is really neat. There aren't all, aren't a whole lot of games that are like that these days. Um, it's not serious at all. Um, it has it has kind of a, a heavy revenge kind of theme to the story going. Um, so the story can get a little bit uh, dark and serious at times, but the that's just like twenty five percent of it. The other seventy five percent is like dick jokes, <laughs> like for real. This game, <laughs> yep. the language in this game is. It, it, I don't think I've I've played a game that has more cuss words <laughs> than this game. Um, the main character is Grayson Hunt. He's a mercenary voiced by the one and only Steve Bloom. What a Chad. Uh, yeah, he's a space pirate, which is just a cool thing to say. Um, and he's out for revenge against his old boss who tricked them, who tricked him and his crew into killing innocents across the galaxy. So, and that's kind of all you need to know about the story. Um, at the beginning of the game, you and your crew crash land on this planet that used to be home to like this big planet, planet wide, uh, like resort amusement park kind of thing, like a vacation planet. But it has since been overrun by gangs and monsters and everything. So it's abandoned. There's no, uh, there's no other like humans there. Uh, and you have to fight your way through it because the general that you're chasing also crash lands onto it. So you're trying to get to him. And there is kind of this neat cause the last few missions of the game, you're actually fighting alongside him in this really neat little kind of twist with it. You want to kill him so bad. Like the character you're playing, Grayson, Grayson Hunt wants to kill him, but also you do too, because he's just a dick. He's like such a hateful <laughs> character. You would want nothing more than just rip this guy's face off. But the only way to get off this planet alive is to essentially let, let the rescue crew come in and take the general. So you don't like it, but you kind of have to fight with him there for a little bit, fight alongside him to keep him alive. So it's just really nice little like juxtaposition um, that's actually pretty uh, poignant for a game that, uh, again, is 90% dick jokes. But again, the gameplay crux of this game is you're not just running around shooting guys. That's if a headshot is boring in this game. Uh, you want to kick them into giant mutated cactuses. You want to fling your electric leash at them and pull them into like wind turbines. Um, <laughs> you want to supercharge your shots so that uh, you just shoot at them once and they like vaporize into into mist. There are so many creative kills in this game now. A lot of them are kind of situational. It depends on where you're at in the game. So that's those aren't quite as fun because you can't do them all the time. But there's enough of them that are tied to the different weapons you have and their different um, special abilities that you can pull them off pretty much all the time. Some of them are pretty tricky. And, of course, those are going to be worth more points, um, like you know 500 points or something like that, which is a lot for this, uh, because they're going to be the harder ones to pull off. Um, and they, some of them have the most ridiculous titles, like one that pops into my head. One of the weapons you get is called the Penetrator. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was, I was like, how old was I when I, when I played this game? Uh, I, I was like 15 when this game came out, something like that. 
Um, and I, for context, I was homeschooled, so I was kind of late to the party on a lot of different like innuendos and things like that. So a lot of this stuff I didn't really get at the time, but looking back on it now, I'm like, <laughs> <penetrate>. <laughs> but it's this gun that essentially shoots a giant drill at your enemies. And you can, if you can angle it to where you shoot them in the ass, the, that's, that skill shot is called Drildo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff like that. But it's, it's this game made by 12-year-olds for 12-year-olds, even though it's rated M for mature. So it's exactly our type of game. It's childish perfect. and nonsensical. It's perfect, yeah. Um, it's a very, very linear game. There is no open world. There is no backtracking. You, you go forward, kill guys, and get to the next objective. It's not a very long game. You could probably beat it in like four or five, six hours. So on that end, that's, that's, one, that's one of its biggest flaws. It doesn't have a lot of replay value. It does have New Game Plus, but you know, after two or three playthroughs, you've kind of seen everything. That being said, I have played through this game probably about a dozen times just because I freaking love the writing and, and everything like that. You're but compared to a lot different. of... I'm built different, yes. <laughs> compared to a lot of other games these days, like big open world games or story games that are like 12, 14 hours long that have like semi-open worldness to them, this game is is not any of that stuff. Um, so that that's one of its biggest flaws. However... If you don't mind that, if you're just, especially nowadays, because you can find the game really cheap and it's on Switch of all things. I've got this on the Switch right now, so you can play it while you're taking a shit. It's where, where could you do it better besides that? Listening to dick jokes yeah. and poop jokes while taking a poop. Exactly. When else are you going to be able to kick slide into a dude who's pissing into a sewer and launch him into a spiky grate to impale him and his penis? than being on the toilet. That's like the most ideal way to do it. Yeah. There's nothing above that. That's it. That's called peak gaming. Yep. Yeah, we uh, we have we peaked back in 2011 and it's just gone downhill since then. <laughs> so, literally. Yep. And they've released all con- they've released all different um versions of this game. They the first time they re-released it was the full clip edition. That was for PS4 and Xbox 1. It was a little bit remastered, but not really. It was pretty much just a straight port. And uh, they added like the previous DLC to it. There wasn't much DLC. It had mainly to do with the multiplayer. There is multiplayer, but it's not really. It's it's just it's just multiplayer. You play this game for the single player mode. You didn't play it for multiplayer. Um, but it's called the Full Clip Edition. And uh, there was one thing they added to this game to make it stand out. Uh, Joe, do you remember what that one thing is? I do not. They added the option where you can play through the story as Duke fucking Nukem. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. It did nothing at all to change the story or to change your gameplay. You're still doing the exact same thing, except they got John St. John to come in here and voice all new lines for this game as Duke Nukem. Incredible. It's... It's, it is incredible. Yeah, it's worth at least one playthrough because once you play through this Duke Nukem, I'm like, all right, I miss I miss Steve Bloom's sultry voice. So I'm going to go back to Grayson Hunt. But the option is there. You can play through Bulletstorm as Duke Nukem. And it's funny. It's very meta because, he, because the whole time he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where I am. I don't know who you people are, but they just go along with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> because no other dialogue changes. They're still talking. To, 
the other characters are still talking to Grace and how they're not talking about Duke Nukem. So it's very meta and it's hilarious it's in a very hilarious. meta kind of way. It oh, is. God. It's great. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> whose fucking idea that was. A genius. Or yeah, whoever it was, was was a genius. But if nothing else, that's the reason to buy the full clip edition or even the Switch edition because the Switch edition also has Duke Nukem in it. Just for that. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I'll have to do a, another playthrough at some point then with that because I, I never knew that I could do that. <laughs> and I always recommend people go out and buy it anyway because it's it's cheap. You can get it. You know, it's not expensive to play if you, especially if you haven't played it yet. But also, we need to throw as much money as we're willing to at these guys so that they can make a fucking sequel. Because if you have played through the story, I won't spoil anything specifically, even though this game is over 10 years old. But if I'm telling you to go out and play it, so I'm not going to spoil it for you right after telling you to go out and spend your money and play it. But it does end on kind of like a, a, a soft cliffhanger that you, you absolutely can tell that they intended to make a sequel, but they never made their money back from the game so that they never made a sequel. So I'm still holding out hope that with enough remasters being purchased and played that People Can Fly will eventually be able to pump out a sequel. Because the fan base cult following aspect was enough to uh, to carry them to get some ports over then, but didn't make that. Yeah, it was just enough. They were. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this is a game that has a very cult following because it didn't it got it got good reviews, but it kind of flew under the radar there for a little bit. Um, So the people who played the game know how good it is. But the people who didn't play it just kind of like they they missed out on it. It's it's a hidden gem, I would say. I mean, it's on my top ten. A couple of years, like 2010, 2012, with all like these, you know, popular game sequels coming out. It was probably tough to release in that time frame but yeah and this is a wholly original title like Mm -hmm. it's not part of a series it's not a reboot or remake it's not based on an existing ip everything about this game is entirely original even down to the games to the the skill shot gameplay mechanic of, of getting creative kills that's i didn't see that in really any other games it was always just go out and kill the bad guys you know, maybe there was a really cool gun or two, but this one encouraged you to find whatever way you can to kill the bad guys in the most stylish. It's almost like Devil May Cry, but with guns, <laughs> like like more guns than there are in the Devil May Cry series, a first person shooter. Yeah, but it's a very fun game. It's not the longest game, and it may make you lose a couple of brain cells because of how stupid it is, like the dialogue yes. and whatnot, <laughs> it, but it's worth it. It's a fun time. If you can get it for like 10 or 20 bucks, it's worth the couple of hours it takes you to get through it. And hey, if it leads us to getting a sequel, then by all means, spend your hard-earned cash. Yeah. I highly recommend it. How about some devs? Find a new uh, hidden gem to discover. Have some yeah. fun. Yeah, if you're tired of all the of everyone pumping out reboots and remakes and you know Assassin's Creed 10s or whatever. <laughs> and you want a wholly original, unique experience? Bulletstorm. The remaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the remaster of Bulletstorm. <laughs> or if you have a 360, you could probably find this the regular old Bulletstorm copy. True. Maybe. I don't know. Just saying. Well, either so. way. But yeah, I've said my piece. He said his piece. 
I did. It was lovely. I loved your piece and your peas. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I guess you that means uh, it's my turn. And yes, I do. Always. Cool. Um, so my game is uh, right around that same time frame, actually. I guess the I guess it's the year before, because you said 2011, right, for Bulletstorm? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, so Halo Reach was 2010, and uh, that is my numero eight. So we uh, we will dive down into that. Um, First-person shooters. Yeah, first-person shooter day. I think uh, this is probably the only time that we have a uh, a sync-up like this, aside from our Soulsborne games. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, as good as any, I guess. Uh, so... Halo Reach was a direct prequel to Combat Evolved, the original Halo game. Uh, and it's the, the second one in the series at the time that does not have Master Chief as the main protagonist. Uh, you play as Noble Six alongside Noble Team on the planet of Reach. Hence the name Halo Reach. It's making sense now. And, uh, oh yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. You get it now. That's all it is. So when this game was coming out, uh, people were already familiar with the Halo series and the lore of it because you know there was technically four games because there was Halo Three ODST, which was like a standalone expansion to Halo Three, uh, and then there's the whole novel series that was out with the books that kind of was the in-depth lore into everything, and the Halo Reach book was already a thing. But when the game came out, it turned out that the developers kind of got sidetracked, I guess, and they changed like the way the story played out. So they kind of ignored the actual canon of the books and kind of, for the most part, did their own thing, which from what I could tell reading about it, I didn't read the books. I've only ever read the first Halo book. Um, it wasn't anything too drastic. Most of it was just like a little bit of changes at the end, but all in all, the ending is exactly the same. Cause anyone who's a fan of halo already knows, you know, no one from noble team makes it and reach basically dies, but I think it's rejuvenated years later. Uh, halo reach is essentially like the rogue one of halo. So, you know, what Ooh, you're getting into. Yeah, it's like, you know what you're getting into. No one's making it out alive, but it's a great ride, regardless. Because that's all Rogue One was. We all knew what we were going to go watch. No one was surprised. Right. We were like, holy shit, this was still a good movie. Yeah, right? It's a big surprise. Now, was the events of Reach, was it, like, mentioned in the other Halo games? Um, oh, man, that's digging deep. Uh, I'm pretty sure at some point there had to have been some kind of dialogue relating to it, at least. Because it, it is part of the lore, so there had to have been something. Uh, it has been a while since I've played through the first three Halos, but most likely, I would assume something has been mentioned about Reach. Um, uh, and then Reach was actually, sadly, Bungie's final Halo game, because after Reach came out is when the Bungie split happened and 343 was born, and 
343 just shat on the series with like the wettest, smelliest, drippiest shit that's ever existed before. Halo 4, <laughs> dog shit. Halo 5, dog shit. Infinite, dog shit. It's just... What happened, man? They should have just left it. Just left it at Reach. Halo 3 had such a good ending. Obviously, there was like kind of a cliffhanger at the end, but you could also just like tell yourself that, okay, that was the end of it. You were just going to leave it there. But money is money. 343, I don't even know what happened because there were still devs from Bungie involved, and they, I guess they just had no idea where they were going with the series. Yeah. It's hard. I, I don't know. Like it's It's just like Rogue One. Like, you make a you make a prequel technically that's phenomenal, and then you get back to like the the main timeline that's continuing, and they're just, in my opinion, just not good. It's like Star Wars seven through nine, hated them. Everything after Reach, hated it. But that's just me. I don't know about anyone else, but uh, yeah. You, I mean, you know me. I I'm not a Halo guy at all. I never have been. But even I remember when 343 took over and Halo 4 was announced. And even I was like, oh, this is a big deal. There hasn't been a Halo in, in a while since Halo uh-huh. 3. Um, and then like, I blinked and like two more Halo games came out. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just pumping them out for money. So even I, who was, did not play these games at all and knew almost nothing about them, um, was aware that 343 was just milking the halo cow yeah for money that cow is dehydrated and shriveled yeah. your udders it's like it's off. like all the skyrim remasters the skyrim cow is is a skeleton by now yeah yeah it really is but oh well what are you gonna do anyway so the main gist of the story for anyone who's not really familiar i'll give like a very short condensed sweet breakdown uh Basically, uh, Noble Six, the character that you you play as, is regrouping with the rest of Noble Team. And it's because there was communications on the planet of Reach and the comms went out. And you're basically sent there to regroup to figure out why the comms went out. And it turns out that the Covenant, the ongoing enemy from all the Halo series, but at this time, obviously, it's like technically it should be like your first time hearing about them, invaded Reach and you're now tasked with defending sword base because it's like the main hub on reach. And that's kind of where the, the story kicks off in like the first campaign mission. And you're, and you're introduced to um, Catherine Halsey, who's like your holy light. Like this woman cannot die. She's the baddest bitch that could ever exist. Cause she's the whole lead scientist slash engineer lady who basically made the Spartans what they are. She was the one who, you know, theorized, created, tested the the Mjolnir power armor for the Spartans and got that whole thing going and the upgrades and all that shit. So she's the reason these people are as badass as they are. And you basically have to get her the fuck out of here because Breach is going to... It's going bye-bye. So the whole main objective is to defend Reach, get Halsey out of there, get her onto the, the Pillar of Autumn and make sure her brain's intact enough to continue UNSC's survival. So, uh, like Rogue One, most of it does not happen, right? Because 
pretty much everybody dies, except her. It's not really a spoiler because Halo's continues after this. But um, it's it's a it's a really emotional game because the story is very dark. As I guess as it's kind of basic in the sense of how I explained it. It's basically just like a really long escort quest. But you're you're with this group of five other Spartans and like character development and like the dialogue and the emotional attachment just grows because you're you're with these people constantly and you know certain missions this the objectives and stuff you're kind of split off to go like you know like a one-on-one with someone else so you kind of you engage more with the different members throughout the team because there's uh there's commander carter he's the main guy uh there's lieutenant cat who's a fan favorite um you have chief warren officer uh george and then there's warrant officers Emil and June, and they all have their own kind of little specialties and stuff. Uh, Emil was another fan favorite because his helmet had the the skull like face painting kind of thing on it, which I'm sure like everyone's seen at least once. Automatically um, a badass. Yeah, like you see this dude, he's kind of he's like that uh that hot shit dude who can just fucking do whatever he wants, and he has a skull on his face, so he doesn't really give. And he has like all these little clips, like "Oh yeah, you like that? You want some more?" Like that kind of guy. And you're like, "All right, I'll stick with this guy. He's fucking crazy." And that, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what he is. And then, uh, I guess spoilers, because you know the game's almost 15 years old. But if you haven't played it, eventually to play it anyway, because the story's good. The game's fine no matter what, even if you don't know in depth what's going to happen. But everyone knows that. A majority of the people on Reach are dead, but um, like each character, they have their own like sacrifice in the sense that they make to ensure the survival of Reach and Halsey. And uh, like there's there's parts where yeah you know you're 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 blocked off from progressing, and then Commander Carter just fucking plunges a pelican into the blockade, kills himself so that you can continue on your mission. Um, uh, George does the same thing where you're kind of fucked on a covenant ship and the only way to get out is to fucking nuke it and he's like you do it I'm gonna go manually blow this bitch and he rigs the engines and shit while he's still on it you get the fuck out of there and he's just like it's go time blows the ship up fucking kills off a whole fleet like a total badass and then Emil goes like ape shit at one point and just Bum rushes in with a shotgun and a knife and kills a whole bunch of people, slits an elite's throat, and then somehow wasn't aware of what was behind him and gets stabbed, fatally wounded, but, you know, shit happens. And then, you know, it's it's kind of one thing after another. And then the final level is it's you, and you send June off, and he he has the mission now to escort Halsey. He succeeds. Um, he's the only surviving member of Noble Team with Halsey, but you uh noble six you have like a final standoff with just like a horde of the covenant and you're just you know one man arming all these fucking people and then there's like a just an extended cutscene where you kind of like accept your fate pops off his helmet kind of takes a look around sits the helmet on the grass and just goes like ape shit fucking kills a bunch and eventually uh noble six dies but in the deep lore, uh, his helmet remained in the same field for like four decades or something like that, and it, be- it becomes like a like a monument essentially. So like, wow, the lives of those who 
sac- were sacrificed in order to try to complete the mission to like any any means necessary. And you know, even though you lose five out of six members, the mission was a success because obviously Halsey makes it out to the Pillar of Autumn, which was like the main objective. She gets out, and then the Spartans live on because her brain is the one who technically made all this stuff happen. And uh, it's 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 an emotional journey. It's really good. Like the everything about it, the gameplay is just phenomenal. The story, the dialogue, like I said, is just ten out of ten. Um, majority, actually, I would say everybody i haven't seen a negative review of this game like in my life at least for those who matter like critic wise and gaming companies uh it was like nines and tens and fives out of fives across the board uh i'm sure most listeners will remember them i know you remember x play five out of five they mm-hmm. gave it they fucking love this shit oh wow this game yeah. yeah um we put a lot and, of stock into x play yeah yeah i miss x play me too man do. They had that brief comeback, and then I'm pretty sure it just failed. It tanked, go. yeah. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah, sadly. Unfortunate. I, 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 wish, I wish that kind of shit was still cool. but. Mm-hmm. Oh, my happened. God, yeah. <laughs> nope. Um, but, yeah, Reach was nominated for a ton of shit. It won a, it won a, a good chunk of awards. Um, the VGA Awards of 2010, I think, was where it made out the best. It was nominated for... Pretty much everything that mattered at that point. And it did end up winning um, the multiplayer game of the year. But it was also nominated for game of the year, uh, score of the year, shooter of the year, and all this stuff. It lost game of the year to, um, ironically... Mass Effect 2. Oh, wait, that's the DICE Awards. Yeah, DICE Awards. The VGAs from Spike was Red Dead Redemption. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Prequel to last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. That same universe ish. Um, and then it was like God of War three, Mass Effect two, Black Ops one, which that that list of top five games of the year, fucking incredible. Every single one of those games is just like godly. Like (laughs) I I don't know. I can't think of a game in here that's that's better. Yeah. Reach, Red Dead, God of War, Mass Effect, and Black Ops one, like Oh what man, that's good Call of Duty. Yeah, like peak Black Ops Two is still very good. And yeah, 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 it was. yeah. It was. But but yeah, still Black Ops One was like that's the one everyone you know hides mm-hmm. holds onto like the top of the pedestal. Oh yeah, it's absolutely insane. It's um, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then the the score. I don't I don't know if you've listened to uh, Reach particular, but I I know you as well as everyone else is aware of like. The Halo theme song and how good mm-hmm. it is, oh, especially yeah. Halo Two. I've listened to, I've listened to a lot of renditions of it by twenty-something-year-old white dudes in a bathroom. So yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's like the the music all in all in Halo, they they've always been just so on point with knowing what type of song to put into the current like event that's happening, and there's there's always that like slow drone in the background to build up of just dope heavy metal angelic choir shit that just kicks in and it's just like halo music just gets you fucking pumped man as bad as like the other games like four and five were like they had the same type of music and it's always just so good and, and reach reach was definitely up there because it was i think the, the music itself was nominated at like 
every award place. And there was a couple others where it won for its music, but it was always nominated. And um, part of the reason for that is when they were developing the game and they were mixing the music, uh, the composer, Martin O'Donnell, he and the rest of the, the his his musical team, they came up with an idea to try to incorporate adding more audio layers because originally it was like, I think it was like two layers of audio they were kind of intermixed with with the, the music and like the sound effects and stuff. And he was like, let's try seven. And they were like, what the fuck? All right, sure. So they did. And it just, it worked so well because there's, there's stuff you'll notice while you're playing when all the audio and stuff is happening at once when it's like, you know, the music, uh, the background noise, the gunshots, stuff like that. They also incorporated like backing layers to basically everything. So when you're driving around in like a warthog or something like that, or like shooting your gun and you take the warthog and you crash it into something, you get to hear the sound of the ground beneath you reacting, the warthog crashing into whatever it's hitting. And then they incorporated backing sounds like uh, crunching metal. And then the sound of uh, like some kind of component in the vehicle also like kind of like malfunctioning for a split second. So it had all these layers of audio that just made everything just sound better and it made the game feel better. And uh, I, I, I guess it worked. I think he had a good thing going because wow. yeah, it's just something that adds to it. You know, because you get, you get the atmosphere of a game. And I always say that the soundtrack of game is like 50% of the experience, at least I a hundred percent agree. Cause you're going to have a phenomenal game, great gameplay and story and shit. But if the music's lacking, it kind of, it, it pulls you out of it. And then it's the, reverse. it's noticeable. Yeah. Like yeah. if you have a, a, uh, like subjectively bad game like maybe mechanically it doesn't work the best and the dialogue's kind of like yeah but the music's good it keeps you invested because you're like it does, eventually yeah. you're like just involved because the music and shit's going on and it's like all right i can mm-hmm. i can hang around for a bit longer i guess oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah no i, I 100% agree soundtracks are more important to a game than uh than than most people might might initially think that it is. I mean, you think of some of the best games, you know, to come out recently, the God of War games, the Red Dead Redemption series, um, the Doom games, uh, and a big part of those games are the soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Especially Doom. Oh, uh, yeah. Mick Gordon is... A god. uh, Speak... uh, Do you listen to Three Teeth at all? No. So Three Teeth is an industrial metal band. Um, I like them a lot, but they're coming out with a new album this year, and they collaborated with Mick Gordon on it. Oh, interesting. The singles that they've come out, listen to Slum Planet and Scorpion off of their new album. It, it comes out in September, but those are some singles they released. It's really good. And they're like the perfect band to collaborate with Mick Gordon because it's very like fast-paced, doom. but <laughs> yeah, it's very Doom. Three Teeth could could score a Doom game perfectly. That's dope. So, yeah, it is dope. So, but yeah, soundtracks and video games. If it's like you said, it can be a fantastic game every other aspect, but if the soundtrack is lacking, you really notice it. Interesting. Yeah, he um he also collabed with um Bring Me the Horizon on their uh, post survival album from a couple years ago. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, cool. they did. They did some um, studio videos and stuff showing him there. And uh, I don't. I know he helped throughout the album, 
but the song Parasite Eve and I think Kingslayer, he was like heavily, heavily involved. Parasite Eve, you can definitely tell because there's a lot of like the Doom kind of uh, instrumental, like droning kind of like build up things like you were talking about. And then like his mm-hmm. like Doom feel to it. And it's really yeah, good because yeah, yeah. uh, that, that album was very, very good. I have to listen. I don't listen to Bring Me the Horizon, but I'll have to listen to that album. Yeah, I think, that I think sounds, you'll that appreciate great. it. It's a short album. It was it was only like a handful of songs, like eight or something like that. But it was really good. Plus, the Kingslayer has baby metal, so oh sweet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cannot go wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Um, back to Reach. Then um, they uh they just they they added a lot to it too that I feel definitely made it feel different which I think they really needed to do considering it wasn't a master chief game. Um, like for me, in my opinion, the multiplayer was, was definitely the best of the series. Uh, they added a lot to the multiplayer. Um, they kind of took the, um, the equipment idea from halo three and just built upon it and made things just work a little bit better because halo three had some stuff and, uh, it was fine. It was kind of like their, their, their test, like a beta version in, uh, getting involved with uh, the armor abilities and i think i think reach pretty much perfected it because they had you know uh, there was camouflage and then the shield bubble uh the power lock and then you know sprint ironically was a an armor ability it wasn't baked into the game at this point in time yet like every other first person shooter you had to like activate sprint um but they were all available in the multiplayer and then you can also make loadouts, which was the first time they actually did this too, which is pretty cool. Uh, you would you would make a loadout, pick your pick your primary weapon, your grenade type, and then your armor ability, depending on which uh, multiplayer game mode you were going into, and you had it like you know how Call of Duty has loadouts and stuff. Halo mm-hmm. very bare bare bones because there's there's not that much to Halo in terms of you know uh, like weapon customizability. They didn't have like attachments and all that stuff. Um, but it was enough to kind of make unique build outs. Um, and then they they added a, a ton of new weapons and also reworked old ones so they didn't function exactly the same because it, it's always like a weird thing when there's a new game that's out, but it's a prequel to an old game, but has more features and items and stuff than like the sequel. It, like I don't know. I, I as much as I love the game, it's very weird that it does that because there's a ton of games out there that have that, and it never really mm-hmm. makes sense. Like the sequel will be from like oh the year three thousand five hundred or whatever, and then the prequels like the year ten, and they have like four hundred <laughs> weapons and they have like superpowers and shit like that, and you're like ah sure yeah <laughs> why not. That's- <laughs> That's the one negative thing I've heard about Halo Reach because yeah, I've I've heard nothing but great things about that game. But the one complaint that some people had was that it didn't make sense for some of the things to be in that game. Like some of the enemy types, there are enemy types in that game that don't show up in the other Halo games, which is supposed to take place after it. So there's a lot of asynchronous things that happen that kind of made that kind of didn't make sense. But that's like the one thing, the one negative thing I've ever heard about that game. Yeah, I I think it kind of just goes hand in hand with the whole 
uh, like the cannon break kind of thing they did from the books. Mm-hmm. But I mean, whatever. I I, I can ignore it just because the game is good. But they, oh yeah, it's it's weird because they added there was new guns like the the grenade launcher, the DMR. There's a, a needle rifle now instead of just the regular needle SMG kind of thing. It was like a whole oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. snipery looking thing. Um, That's cool. And then like a there's like a plasma repeater which is like an upgraded plasma rifle which is one of the ones that doesn't really make sense but then they did stuff like uh the with the rocket launcher where they kind of nerfed the power of it where it wasn't as strong yet because it was supposed to be kind of like a a prototype but then they added vehicle lock-ons to it which none of the sequels to reach they don't have a vehicle lock-on for the rocket launcher yet. That didn't come in until this one and like everyone after it, like Halo 4 and 5. But like Comet Evolved 2 and 3, you couldn't lock on with the rocket launcher. But this old prototype rocket launcher has a lock-on feature. So it's like, why'd you get rid of it? Because that sounds pretty smart to have. <laughs> it, yeah, for real. Yeah, so it's just it's just stuff like that. And then like the 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 pistol, the magnum. Had like the two times scope on it, which I think I think Halo Three also had it, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote me on it. But it had a zoom, uh, a bigger mag size, and the bullets were stronger, so it felt like a Magnum and an increased rate of fire. So it was like just all around better. And then it's weak throughout Halo One, Two, and Three, and then it gets buffed again in like Four or something like that. I think so. It's just it's just it's weird stuff, but it was nice that they they just added to the game because the only thing that would make sense right, to do yeah. like lore wise would be to take away and mm-hmm. who the fuck wants that like why do i want less shit in the new game you know right i think i think ultimately definitely was more of a plus that than, than a negative yeah just, I mean, just from the sounds some of it. stuff yeah um, yeah and then uh what was another one that stood out uh, oh the energy sword had i guess technically a like a parry because Everyone knows with the energy sword and multiplayer, the only way to stop it was the way till they get really close because with the energy sword, as soon as that crosshair turned red, you hit the right trigger and you kind of like zoom fly at the person, slice them, one hit kill. And the only way to counter it for the longest time was to either A, snipe them from someone else or have a shotgun ready and pop them in the head before they actually hit, hit you. But in reach, if you also had an energy sword, you can trigger the attack at the same time and you would kind of parry off each other, and like it would be like a oh, that's cool sword clash kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah, it'd be you know, awesome. whoever hit first after that would get the kill. So it was it was cool. Um, yeah. If, uh, in terms of weapons, it was just I guess it was just a smart idea because they had some pretty cool shit in that one, uh, weapon wise. Um, and then Reach arguably has some of the best multiplayer maps for sure. Uh, they were great. There was a good mix of indoor and outdoor maps, and then kind of hybrid ones where there was like in like buildings you can go into and stuff like that. And uh, anyone who says they hate reflection is a goddamn liar. That map is amazing. <laughs> a lot of people off, but that is a great map. It's like a bougie, weird hotel kind of looking thing, had a kind of feel to it, and it's great. Um, and then they actually ended up adding four brand new game modes. Uh, one being Arena, which kicked off uh, a whole ranked competitive mode where you have had seasons and stuff like that, and Arena st- stuck through and carried out the series. And then they also had 
Invasion, which was a really cool game mode, but the issue with it was it was only ranked and people didn't want to do that and it died, especially when they uh, ended up doing the remaster for the Master Chief Collection, carried the multiplayer over, and Invasion is just, it's dead. Like, you can't even play it anymore because you can't play unranked. But it was cool because it was kind of like, it was like a war where it was based off of phases. So you would start the game and it was uh, Covenants versus Spartans. And you would start with the like phase one and it was kind of just basic shit. You'd have like your guns and equipment or whatever and that was it. And then the further it progressed, more phases would unlock and then uh, more like map weapons would show up and you can get those. And then the next phase, like uh, vehicles were able to be uh, like found and you can go in them and stuff like that. And then with like the oh, final cool. phase or whatever, it'd be just like a whole war going on with everybody has everything and shit's just blown up left and right. And it was at like, the first to like 150, I think, or something like that. Oh, it was, wow. Like, yeah, it was like Battlefield meets Halo in a sense. And oh, it, was, cool. it was really cool. Yeah, it was really unique, but it just it sucks because I, I don't know why in the development process. It's probably the only issue with the game is why they made it ranked only because not everyone wants to do competitive multiplayer all the time. No, um, definitely. No, especially not me. Yeah, because I mean, at the gist of it, it's it's still the same game experience. You're playing the same shit, but there's always that mm-hmm. mental thing where you're like, well, now I'm being judged on it. And if I lose, I'm going to get de-ranked. Yeah, and then it's just not as fun because I'm not going anywhere. I'm not climbing, blah, blah, blah. And then you get in a bad mood. You don't want to play it anymore. That's Um, a big problem with Marvel Snap. That's one of the reasons I stopped playing it. Yeah, exactly. It just sucks. And it's it's weird because it was complained about the whole time. And then when they did the remaster, they decided to keep it that way for some reason. But I don't know. Hopefully, I don't If they do a a remake of Reach like they did for Halo 2, like a full-blown ground-up remake, they should make Mm -hmm. Invasion unranked um and then they had headhunter which i'm pretty sure is still a thing uh, maybe not an infinite because infinite's a disaster and i don't really remember um but that one was exactly how it sounds you would kill people and then you were like predator where you had to collect their skull at the end and you just oh that's dope it was point based yeah it was pretty cool and then uh stockpile was the other one that was brand new which is pretty cool where it was uh team based obviously and there was um four flag locations and you kind of went to each one held them off and scored points based off like how how long you were capturing them for so cool. a little different yeah everything was different they had a a bunch of uh unique stuff going on uh, they kept SWAT which I've said in the past is my all-time favorite Halo mode because that was what I played with the boys back in high school competitive we played ranked all the fucking time and it was just like the hardcore Halo were in reach. Uh, they didn't uh, have as much options in it as they did in like four and five as they continued because uh, in SWAT for reach, it was just the DMR and the pistol. And then I think you just got sprint it was like the only armor ability. It's been a while, but it was like very bare bones. There was there was no radar, no tracker. Um no overshields. It was just your health bar, and the and you took more damage. It was like two shots to the chest with the with the DMR, and you die, or a headshot from the DMR and the pistol, and you're dead. And it was uh, first to whatever points, and then there was different versions of SWAT. So there was like a no respawn one, et cetera, et cetera. And it was spaghetti western action team. Yeah, literally, it was like where the sweaty cowboys went to see who can fucking draw the fastest <laughs> and get the shot off. And 
man, did we sweat hard in that game. Oh, man. Sounds like it. It sounds yeah. kind of like the... Uh, there's a mode in Call of Duty that sounds kind of like that. I think it's called, like, Sticks and Stones, where yeah. you only have, like, the bare-bones stuff, but you take, like, even more damage, damage than you usually yeah. take in Call of Duty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's that's basically what it was. It was, like, the hardcore before hardcore game modes became a thing. Nice. And it was uh, it was a good time. Reach... Reach definitely has a very special place in my heart. Even though it's only number eight, but out of like the billions of games I've played, I would say eight's a pretty good spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of the games in our top ten list, I mean, even the ones towards the bottom of the list, I mean, they're on our top. We've played a bunch of games in our lifetime, and to even crack the top ten, even if it's number ten, it's still like, good job. You made it. Hell yeah. And, uh... So let me ask you a question. Uh, now that I'm on Xbox and I have Game Pass, should I download the Master Chief Collection and give it a try? I will co-op through every single game with you if you want to experience Halo. Is it one through three, or which games are in the Master Chief Collection? Uh, it is one, two, three, ODST, and Reach, and I think oh, Reach is in it. Four, because I know five's the only five oh. is not included in the Master Chief Collection. It's separate. Uh, I mean, they're all every single Halo is on Game Pass anyway, but I th- I'm pretty sure right. the Master Chief Collection stops at four. They added Reach to it, uh, like two years ago. I want to say maybe oh, three, yeah. something like that. Halo it wasn't Combat originally evolved, there. Which Combat Evolved is just Halo One, right? It's not called Halo. It's called Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. Yeah, it's got that, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, and Halo 4. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got all five, it's got five games. And I thought it was just like the first three. Yeah, they, uh, the, the Reach was like considered a DLC for the Master Chief Collection when they ah. added it to it. Yeah, but it was a free DLC, so it was, it was fine. Gotcha. And it's well, I almost downloaded it the other night, but I decided not to because it's 157 gigs. So I'd probably yeah. have to make some room for it. But um, I would kind of like to go back and see what the big fuss with the Halo games is about. So I may just have to do it one of these days. I think you can install uh, individual games. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure Reach specifically you can. I don't don't quote me, but you have to double check. Um, yeah, let's double check. But most of that storage size is because of Halo 2, because that's the full-blown ground-up remake plus mm. an upscaled version of like the original graphic style because you can swap on the fly. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I think you hit like the, the back button and it swaps the graphics back to like the old style. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the they uh the, the cutscenes are what really stand out for, for the Halo 2 remake because they went all fucking out for these cutscenes. They are insanely gorgeous. Cool. I, I want this desperately for Reach. I really want them to do the same shit for Reach at some point. Just a full blown cool. rework from the ground up and just make it look phenomenal. Yeah, honestly, it'd be it'd be really cool to play these with you too. But I'll have to finish what I'm currently playing first. And you know what I'm playing right now? Mm, I do not. I went on Game Bullet Pass Storm. and I <laughs> man, I wish. Um, I went on Game Pass and I downloaded Gears of War Ultimate Edition and I've been playing back through that. Oh, okay. I did that not too long ago as well. Me and my brothers, uh, Gears of War narrowly missed being on my list. 
It's, it's probably definitely like top 15 or top 20 for sure. Because yeah. there for a while, me and my brothers were really into the Gears of War games. Like we played through the first three and we played the multiplayer, obviously not online, but just like, you know, two of us back to back. Um, we played it like nonstop. So we were really into the Gears of War games for a little bit. And going back through the first game, it's it's coming back to me. I I still really enjoy that game. Yeah, I think uh, number three would definitely be in my top 15 for sure. Oh, yeah. Ge- Gears 3 is definitely the best of the three of them. Yeah, Ge- Gears of War 3 was... Man, that, that game was just perfection. It took everything that, like... Yeah the first two games were like working on perfected it mm-hmm. and then and then some and it was yeah you're absolutely so right so good even like the, the multiplayer too was phenomenal man just every they added freaking executions it's almost like a mortal Kombat fatality system where yeah. you do it down and end, you would down an, an opponent and depending on which weapon you had equipped you would do a different execution and it was so fun experimenting like oh i haven't seen what this weapon does let's go see what it does and it'd be something freaking cool so, yeah, and there was like what thirty total, probably thirty-five. Because I remember there was like a there's an achievement you can get for getting them all, and then you got like uh, like a gold skin or something like that for the. the there's a lot of different weapons, yeah, and there are like yeah. multiple versions of. Like I know there were at least two different lancers. There was the one with the chainsaw, and then there was like the retro one that just had the bayonet on it. So there were different versions of a bunch of weapons. So yeah, there there was actually a really good amount. And the sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, 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 the sawed-off. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'll have to go back and just watch some clips of just like some Gears of War 3 multiplayer just to bring back the... I'd like to... When I'm done with with Gears 1, I'll probably go back and play the other ones. Even though it's not the Ultimate Edition, I'll still... Because they're all, they're all on Game Pass. Every single Gears game. Yeah. And plus, I never played 4 or any of them after that. So 4 was definitely better than a lot of people give it credit for i i i enjoyed it. the multiplayer was okay but this the story wasn't too bad I, th- I think it gets a lot of flack it's not it's hard to come like back from the perfection of gears 3 it's like another yeah. one of those examples where it's like why even bother making another one but they made two more <laughs> exactly but and I, I, yeah there's I gears of war 4 and then gears 5 and there's also a gears tactics is, is that just like an rts oh and judgment yeah it's like xcom it's oh, good yeah, it's okay. pretty fun and then judgment but no one gives a shit about judgment. Everyone, everyone forgets about judgment. They should. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do like gears. I think three would probably be number eleven. Honestly, now that I'm really thinking about it, <laughs> it's, honestly, it's probably, probably it's right same. there. <laughs> it, it is. Like I said, it just narrowly it it narrowly missed my list. Honestly, if I thought about it, I could probably do. I could I could pull a swap again probably if I wanted to and switch out something. I'm I'm not going to do it because I've already done it once. But it's at the very least, it's like a number eleven or a number twelve on on most of my days. It's it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I, I did a lot of multiplayer in that. Even like especially mm-hmm. horde mode too. That was so much fun. Oh yeah. What a great mode. That shit was like crack. <laughs> yeah, it was and it came out at I think that was also a twenty eleven game. Maybe sometime I'm pretty sure it was twenty eleven. I'm gonna look a lot of good games came out in like 2010, 2011. That's what I was saying, man. Like it's a golden era. 2009 to like 2013 were just there's a lot of good yeah. shit coming out then. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. September of 2011. Yeah, a lot of good games came out that year. That's when Skyrim was released as well. 11 11 11. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. Arkham City came out that year. L.A. Noir came out. Witcher Two came out. LA That's Noir. the year Dark Souls came out, boy. Yeah, it's a good year. Yeah, 2011. It's a great year for video games. Dead Space Two. Oh, mm, delicious! So many good games came out in 2011. It's not even funny. Yeah, that's that's it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The golden age for sure. Yeah, we haven't um, seen one like it in quite some time. Yeah, that is true. And then uh, I think that's like the last thing I'll mention about Reach before we uh end the topic officially was just the Forge mode. Forge mode was nice peak. I, I I spent a lot of time in the Forge mode, just recreating maps from different games and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I, I made it. Uh, I made like three or four Call of Duty maps from scratch. Oh, um, it's like a map creator. Yeah, you had like every oh, asset cool. from the games, and you can just build whatever the hell you wanted. There was a big. It was uh, it was like the Forge world on this desolate island kind of thing. And you can oh, go cool. wherever you wanted, and you would set the spawn points and stuff like that to keep people like where you wanted the map to be based, and then you save them, uploaded them. I actually had uh, two or three maps at one point for like two straight months that were number five most viewed and downloaded out of like oh dude that's awesome everybody yeah I made um the one was Kill House from Call of Duty I recreated that one to like a to a T. Oh wow! Fucking beautiful. And then, what was the other one that I made? I can't remember. I think it was like a mini version of Blood Gulch. It was like half of it from Halo One or something like that. But yeah, that Forge was so much fun. I I spent way too much time doing shit in that because I would make maps for like me and my friends all the time, and we just fuck around, just do stupid shits constantly. It was beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, that was. That's that's not. That's not my kind of thing because something like that would. That's why I don't play games like Minecraft or anything because it's a little bit overwhelming for me. But I'm glad stuff like that exists because you really get to see people's creativity shine through. That's why I haven't played Super Mario Maker. I mean, I know I could play it and just play the maps and not make any, but but still. So I just love when a game like gives you so much stuff. And they don't like hold anything back from you. You're like, yeah, have all of our assets and just make your own levels. It's like that's that's awesome. That's just a really yeah. cool. Game. Like it still would have been a fantastic game without it, I'm sure. But the fact that they included something like that is like that's a really cool move. Yeah, and then let you upload and download other ones because you know yeah. they have they 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 spent their hard earned time and money and blood, sweat, and tears making you know the actual maps, and then they're like, you know what? Oh yeah. Let the let the players do it too. Go from there. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty cool because they've they've kept it going yeah. since Halo Three, where they had the Forge mode. But Infinite, oh, nice. they took like it was like a year before they added the Forge mode back. I don't know why. I don't know why they split released stuff so frequently for Infinite. It just makes no sense. Like there's still no split screen co op, and it's like too little, too late. Cause no one gives a shit anymore. Because everyone's just playing right, multiplayer yeah. at this point. Like the open world's fun for a while, but it's like I don't know. They have like the online co-op, but there's still no split screen for whatever. And they're just if that took like a year and a half to even release, and no one even cares about it anymore. Yeah, I don't understand. Halo just, game. Just wait until you have everything before you release the game. 
Yeah. A lot of kids are doing stuff like that nowadays. And it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make any sense. You'll have like that that dedicated group of people who are just going to be mad and they're they're going to hate on it no matter what but you know the, the actual fans of the series understand this they're shit takes time yeah what's that yeah yeah so, they're, they're going to be glad yeah because then you have a, a a fully released game that functions it has all the shit that the developers wanted it to have and everyone's happy mm-hmm. just just do that yeah. like suicide squad i guess i hope maybe yeah, maybe that'll be a lesson. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like you said, Sonic. We need another Sonic situation for. Uh, we do, yeah, because that turned out really. Yeah, that turned out really well. It really did. Yeah, surprisingly. You just see, sometimes bullying is okay. Yeah. So sometimes to get what you want, you just gotta bully people. Yeah. That's all it is. But it's only okay to bully people with a bunch of money. Exactly, because they can afford to cry into their money. Yeah, exactly. They can take a day off from work if they want to. Yeah, exactly. And then we bully them more when they get back. Yeah. That's all it is. Easy peasy. Life goes on. Follow us for more helpful tips. Yes, we are now stopping our uh, gaming podcast and we are transitioning into a uh a uh a therapy or a life advice podcast yeah we we will tell you how to live life properly by bullying everybody you see <laughs> it's the bully podcast <laughs> the tilted bullies <laughs> oh we'll show you how to get tilted about shit yeah we'll show you how to get tilted and then bully those who tilted you yeah you're welcome all for free not you, Spotify. Uh, you need to give us some yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify, we need the money, but the, the, the viewers mm-hmm. don't have to, to pay to listen to us. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all I got. I'm done with Halo. Nice. It, make, it, we it play definitely together. makes me want to do what? I said until we play together, because I will co-op oh, yeah. all of those games with you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to download the Master Chief Collection now. Got a boy. Because it sounds fun. I'd like to see what all the fuss is about. And I will warn you. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part. Friendship. Mm-hmm. I, I will warn you though of the the first game, Comedy Evolved. It's it's good. It's just it's a little rough. It was the I'm first sure. game, so it did. I don't think it aged that well, but it's still playable. The story is good. The music's good, so it's worth playing because you need it. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking actually, forward to it. That uh, that game quickly. Uh, the PC version for Combat Evolve was actually the only one that had online multiplayer, which is oh really interesting. Yeah, like it was developed for Xbox, but it came to PC later, and the PC version had online multiplayer. Oh, interesting. Yep, the first the original one on Xbox only had uh, local and LAN play. So there you go. Neat fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Well, alrighty then. Well, those are our number eights on our top ten list. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about these games? Let us know. Have, did you play either of these games, or did we introduce you to stuff that maybe you never played before? Yeah, 
Yeah. Hopefully, both. let us know. There will be some uh, engage options uh, in the in underneath this episode. I assume when it when it gets uploaded on Sunday. Of course, of course. Those have been pretty cool. Uh, what are some? Do we want to like uh, take some time, maybe go through some of those responses at some point, or? Yeah, maybe we'll do like um, like the midway once yeah. we finish our uh, our fifth game. Well, yeah, that could be fun. I guess. Yeah, we'll do fifth game because technically, like, yeah, two of ours are going to be that mega episode. But right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you haven't already, go back to our episodes on Spotify and uh, you know answer those little questions we have underneath one. You know, join the conversation, and we'll we'll read out some answers and we'll talk about it. Uh, in a couple episodes from now. That'll be fun. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, join us uh, next week when we have Colleen Ballinger on here to teach us how to play ukulele <laughs> and change our underwear with our feet. <laughs> and how to properly apologize for shit. Because yeah. no one else knows how, knows better than Colleen Ballinger. Yep. Uh, yeah, next week we'll talk about our number sevens. Uh, We've already read the list, so it's not a spoiler or anything, but I'm going to be talking about God of War 2018. Very excited for that. Yes, and I will be on Pokemon Soul Silver. so basically the same thing. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, it, people, listeners might have a hard time deciding, uh, figuring out which is which, honestly, so we'll have to really make it clear for them. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a thing where we when we start talking about our game, we won't say the title, we'll just immediately begin speaking and they'll have to guess which one we're talking about my game has a giant has monsters with uh incredible powers and you have to overcome them so that you can uh complete your journey is it pokemon or is it god of war exactly and then as well my game includes a child and adults Bullying children into submission. Is it God of War or is it Pokemon? They're, they are the same game. They're the same game. No doubt about it. Yeah. You'll never know. But yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for all the support we've had so far. Um, we really appreciate it. Share with your friends. If you have any other friends who are even a little bit into video games or just talking about shit. You know, maybe spread some spread the love. We really appreciate it. Yeah, leave a review. The, uh, we got the email from Spotify that we hit uh, over 150 plays altogether, so it's pretty cool. Phenomenal. That's all you guys. That's all, all you. you. You right there, who's listening to this right now while you're taking a shit or fucking your wife or something. Uh, oh man, Background because you know a bunch of people listening podcast? to this. You know a bunch of you know you know there are people who are listening to us while they have sex. Yeah, here I'll I mean I'll, I'll help. Ready? To the beat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like that. Repeat that. <laughs> it doesn't say explicitly what it is, but it's like you know what it is. And it has like Wario and Donkey Kong Jr. like clapping at various speeds and you know exactly <laughs> what it's supposed to be exactly man yeah listen to us during sex thank you <laughs>
But yeah, the uh the the Smash Bros meme with the different clapping, it's hilarious every time I watch it just because <laughs> it doesn't explicitly say what it is. It's you just hear the clapping at different speeds and you know what it is. So Yeah, but yeah. It's true. Context clues. It's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. That's how you can tell who the who the real the real the, the real ones are. <laughs> who, who understands yeah. the context. Exactly. But Anywho, thank you for the 150 plus listens, guys. We appreciate you. We love every single one of you. If we could, we'd give you a big old kiss. Yes, we would, but only if you in a purely consensual way. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know anywho. how to play the ukulele, so I can't make up for it. <laughs> yeah, we can't <laughs> apologize if, if something happens. So we, we we don't know how to. But anywho, thanks thanks everyone. We will see you next week. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye.